Lo, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States opinion syllabus in Niz Chavez v. Garland, Attorney General. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Sixth Circuit. If you'd like to support the podcast, please stay tuned to the end of the podcast. This one was argued November 9th, 2020 and decided April 29th, 2021. Non-permanent resident aliens ordered removed from the United States under federal immigration law may be eligible for discretionary relief if, among other things, they can establish their continuous presence in the country for at least 10 years. That's 8 U.S.C. Section 1229B-B1. But the so-called stop-time rule, included in the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act of 1996, IIRIRA, provides that the period of continuous presence shall be deemed to end when the alien is served with notice to appear in a removal proceeding under Section 1229A, Section 1229BD1. The term notice to appear is defined as written notice specifying certain information, such as the charges against the alien and the time and place at which the removal proceedings will be held, Section 1229A1. Notice that omits any of this statutorily required information does not trigger the stop time rule. See Pereira versus Sessions. Here, the government ordered the notice, or ordered the removal of petitioner Augusto Niz Chavez and sent him a document containing the charges against him. Two months later, it sent a second document providing Mr. Niz Chavez with the time and place of his hearing. The government contends that because the two documents collectively specified all statutorily required information for a notice to appear, Mr. Niz Chavez's continuous presence in the country stopped when he was served with the second document. The Supreme Court held a decision is reversed and Justice Garland, or uh, sorry, Justice uh, Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the court. Um, a notice to appear sufficient to trigger the IIRIRA's stop time rule is a single document containing all the information about an individual's removal hearing specified in Section 1229A1. Section 1229A1. D1 states that the stop time rule is triggered by serving a notice, and Section 1229A1 explains that written notice is referred to as a notice to appear. Congress's decision to use the indefinite article A suggests it envisioned a single notice provided at a discrete time rather than a series of notices collectively that collectively provide the required information. While the indefinite Article A can sometimes be read to permit multiple installments, such as a manuscript delivered over months, that is not true for words like notice that can refer to either a countable object, a notice, or a non-countable abstraction, sufficient notice. The inclusion of an indefinite article suggests Congress used notice in its countable sense. More broadly, Congress has used indefinite articles to describe other case-initiating pleadings, such as in, in, in indictment, in information, or a civil complaint. See, for example, Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure 7A, C1, and E, and Federal Rule of Civil Procedure 3. And none suggest those documents might be delivered by installment. Nor does the Dictionary Act aid the government 
as that provision merely tells readers of the U.S. Code to assume words importing the singular include and apply to several persons, parties, or things. That's USC, uh, 1 USC Section 1. That provision means only that the terms describing a single thing, a notice, can apply to more than one of that thing, 10 notices. While it certainly allows the government to send multiple notices to appear to multiple people, it does not mean a notice to appear consists of multiple documents. The IIRIRA's structure and history support requiring the government to issue a single notice containing all the required information. Two related provisions, sections 1229E1 and 1229AB7, both use a definite article with a singular noun, the notice. When referring to the government's charging document, a combination that again suggests a discrete document. Another provision, section 1229A2 cap A, requires a written notice when the government wishes to change an alien's hearing date. The government does not argue that this provision contemplates providing the new time or place of the proceedings and the consequences of failing to attend such proceedings in separate documents. Yet the government fails to explain why a notice to appear should operate differently. Finally, the predecessor to today's notice to appear required in the government required the government to specify the place and time for the alien's hearing in order to show cause or otherwise. Section 1252A, 2 cap A. The phrase or otherwise has since disappeared, further suggesting the required details must be included up front to invoke the stop time rule. Indeed, that is how the government itself initially read the statute. The year after Congress adopted the IIRIRA in the preamble to a proposed rule implementing these provisions, the government acknowledged that the language of the amended act indicates that the time and place of the hearing must be on the notice to appear. That's uh, 62 Federal Register 449, uh, 1997. The government claims that not knowing hearing officers' availability when it initiates removal proceedings makes it difficult to produce complaint notices. It also claims that it makes little sense to require time and place information in a notice to appear when that information may later be changed. Besides, the government, uh, besides, the government stresses its own administrative regulations have always authorized its current practice. But on the government's account, it would be free to send a person who is not from this country, someone who may be unfamiliar with English and the habits of American bureaucracies, a series of letters over the course of weeks, months, or maybe years, each containing a new morsel of vital information. Congress could reasonably have wished to foreclose that possibility. And ultimately, pleas of administrative inconvenience never justify departing from the statute's clear text. That's Pereira again. The modest threshold Congress provided to invoke the stop-time rule is clear from the text and must be complied with here. The decision below is reversed. Justice Gorsuch delivered the opinion of the court, in which Justice Thomas, Breyer, Sotomayor, Kagan, Barrett, uh, all joined, and uh, Kavan Justice Kavanaugh filed a dissenting opinion in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justice Alito joined. 
Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, see the PayPal link in the show notes or find me on Patreon, or you can contact me at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number eight zero. Thank you.